Okay, let's begin. Parshas Noach, Tavshin, Pei Gimel. Bracious was a new cycle, really. We had Bracious on, uh, on Sukkot, but really uh, today starts the Achareh Chagim, the Kfias uh, Itim that we have in our normal uh, schedule, Baruch Hashem, Wednesday nights, that we've been doing this for almost a decade and a half. And Baruch Hashem, we continue with Parshas Noach. And as we say every year during these Parshas of Bracious, it's hard, but we have to try to look at these Parshas as if we never saw them before. As if we don't know the story, that we're reading it the first time, we're trying to appreciate every nuance that the, <laughs> that the Torah has and uh, see what we can come up with uh, through the eyes of the Rishonim and the, and the Mepharsha. So we start off with the thought of the Pardis Yosef. The Pardis Yosef was one of the Gaonim of the previous century, Yosef Pachnovsky, 1875 to 1942. He was nifter in Ludge. Uh, he wasn't killed, but he was, uh, he was a nifter um, before the... Before his, the last of his family later were killed, but he's one of the classic achronim, malaktim on Chumash. So he quotes a marshal to explain the first pasuk. Ela, my uh, Pardes Yosef has a, uh, it's much smaller print, so I just gave it to you, quoted here in, uh, in another safer, but it's the exact same words, and the um, Pardes Yosef is usually just a, a smaller font. But says the Torah, Ela told us, Noach, Noach is sadik tamimaya badarosav. These are the uh, toldos, right? What does toldos mean? Does it mean the generations of? Does it mean the offspring? Noach is tzadik tamim hayabadarosav. Tzadik tamim. As we know, Rashi later on tells us uh, only tzadik is mentioned later on because one only says full praise of someone when they're not listening. But when they are listening, you don't want it to go to their head. <coughs> so therefore, we say only partial praise. But he gives a mashal for tzadik and tamim. Maisa b'kafri pashut va'amaretz. He is Zoche to take for his daughter a son-in-law, a Tamil Chacham, Muflag. So the father-in-law, the Shver, says to, has a son-in-law who's a big Tamil Chacham, and it's uh, very special. He tries to do everything he can to be able to make his son-in-law, uh, make it comfortable and make it all, uh, make him feel good. Kodem Chagasukis. Before Sukkot, he says, "Could I get you something for the Chag, for Yantif?" He says, "Sure, I would love if you go to the city that's neighboring." I could really use a beautiful esrog. So, if you could go down to the next town and get me a beautiful esrog, that would really be an amazing uh, gift for the for the for the son-in-law, for the Aiden, as we say in Yiddish. Hakafri sameach ala his damnut shenitner lo sayel achasno. He says, "Sure, I, um, I'm going to do it." So he goes ubesimcha nasa el ha'ir, and he travels to the next city. Sham kana bedamim rubim. He spent a lot of money to get a beautiful esro. Right, miyadav shal rav ha'ir. Wonderful. He's on his way back. B'tarkal charzorel akfar. Those who might have seen the Ushbizin film might find this story similar. Pagash HaKafri Chaver Mikvar Samuch. He finds another villager from the next town over. He told him the story. My son-in-law is a big time Chacham. He told me to go buy an Esrug. I spent a lot of money. I bought the Esrug. The Kafri Hashem, he said, you know what? The same thing. I have a son-in-law who is a big time Chacham. And Roisha Yelo Esrimudar, I bet he would want an Esrug like that too. So what they do? No seya gamhu elo yerler choshavur Esrug. I'm on my way to get a beautiful Esrug too. Armelor Kafri Arisho, and he says, Why are you going? Right? They're, they're all finished. I, I was there. I got the last ones. Azlu kol Esrug amamudarim. The Esrug is Yashabiyadu hua achra. Lefeta Allah b'mocham raya, and they said, Okay, I have an idea. Afevielo smuchin mitokhi dioseyam harabos. Right, they brought a, they even thought that they had a basis in halacha for what they were about to do. Right, you're allowed to make a bracha on an esrog if two people own it. Let's split this in half. They can each have a half of a beautiful esrog and they'll all be yotze and be happy. They cut it. And half, and everyone went home. Sameach v'tovlev. Be'igiyah kafri yamachzaz esrog al chasson. When he comes back to his son-in-law, nidam achasson v'yamar. The son-in-law says, esrog shalem af im enu mehudar niten lavarech alav. If you have a whole esrog, even if it's not mehudar, you can still make a bracha on it. Avamachzaz esrog mehudar. 
But if you have half of a mahudar esrog, it's possible chalutin. It's possible. You have to have, be whole. Even if you're not perfect, it's better to be. We have that in Hilchas Brachas also. In Hilchas Brachas, if you have a whole apple and a half of an apple, even if the half of an apple is a nicer, better quality, you make a brach on the whole. There's something about shlemus. There's something about completeness. Kachimalas hatzadik says the Pardes Yosef now. So to the mile of tzadik, all of Leos Tamim, Hein Bebenadam Lamakam, Hein Manan Lachavera. We can't disregard either of our areas where we have to serve Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Benadam Lamakam, Benadam Lachavera. There are those that emphasize one over the other, and they're both both of those attitudes. We've spoken about this many times in many contexts. The Ber Yosef and Parshas Vayishlach, and uh, and other contexts, and the Luchos uh, in um, in Parshas Yisro and Parshas Mishpatim. Benadam Lachavera, Benadam Lamakom. It's a package deal. If one focuses so much on one and is machmir and is mekel asi lidekula in the other, then that's an imbalance. That's to be complete. V'zeo shenemar, and that's what it says about Noach. Tamim haya bidarosav. He was an ish tzaddik. Tamim bidarosav. Shenoag im bedaydoro betomo v'yosher. The first half, he was bidarosav with his generation. Okay, as I'll get into, did he give them enough rebuke or not? But at least in terms of his yashros, in terms of how he dealt with them, he was tamim hayib derosav. And also, eso elokim esalek noach. And he was also with HaKadosh Baruch. Right, he was also mekayim of both the other side of ben adam lamakom as well, and that's why he was matzachin. So he was an ish sadik. What made him an ish sadik? Tamim hayib derosav, eso elokim esalek noach. It's a title, and then the two elements that follow show that what a tzaddik has to be, he has to be complete in both, in both areas. Okay. Moving right along. Again, there's so much to talk about here in Noach. Unlike last week, where we had so many different stories, this is really one, two major stories. Parshas Noah, we have Noach, and the Mabul, and the Teva, and we have the end of the Parsha, Migdal, uh, Migdal Bavel. We'll see how far that we could uh, we could go. So the Torah tells us that the whole uh, world had to be destroyed, right? Rashi quotes when there's Avodah Zarah and when there's uh, um, Arias, Andrula Musia Baal Olam, Bahoreges Tovim Veraim. Everybody's killed. There's just uh, a um, a Makkah, a plague that comes and it does not differentiate. Kimal Haaretz Chamas, because the land was filled with Chamas. If we look in Rashi on Pasuk Yud Gimel. The Pasuk tells us first, The end of Kolbasar. The end of everyone. Kolbasar. That's on that line, that's what Rashi says, Angela um, Mosia, and it's not Mavchin, because it's Kolbasar. Everyone, even maybe items that, that were not guilty. What does that last phrase mean? I will destroy... The Aretz. With the Aretz, sometimes S means Im. What does S here mean? So Rashi quotes, Kimo min ha'aretz. I will destroy from the land. Vidome kitsesia sa'ir min ha'ir. Chalas raglav min raglav. So I will destroy them that who are from the land. Davar acher, S ha'aretz, Im ha'aretz. I'm going to destroy with the ground. So what do you mean with the ground? Three tfachim of the ground was also destroyed. It wasn't just the people and the plants and the animals. A certain thickness of earth was lost in the marble as well. I don't think Rashi deals with this when he does all the math later on, but how do you get to the mountaintops and the 15 amos and above the mountaintops? I don't think he deals with there the lessening of the ground because the ground just got the just got lower. That's Rashi. And the question we might ask is, why did that happen? Why did the ground, you know, have to be have to be punished? Okay, the animals also were misdavik v'shein aminam. However, that happened. But why was the ground, so to speak, deserving of punishment? You want to say by the chait of Eitz the tree took part in the chait, but but uh, but here, what exactly is the is the message? It says the Ksav Sofer. It says the Ksav Sofer, the great son of the Chassam Sofer. Ksav Sofer had three names. 
Avram Shmuel Binyamin. Avram was added on when he was six years old. He was very, very ill. And his father, the Chassam Sofer, added on a name, davening for him to save his life, and that name gave him another 50 years. So Baruch Hashem, he saved him, and that's, he was the Mamali Makom of his father, the Chassam Sofer. The Medrash tells us, he starts off with the Medrash. The Medrash tells us that if we put the Kama, first he asked this question on line three, Lama Ye'ane Sharetz, Upiers Rashi Yadua, and he quotes the Medrash on line four. So gracious, the Pazik says at the end of gracious, the last two Psukim, Hashem says, I'm going to wipe out the world. The end of the parsha. I, I am upset that I made the world. I'm not going to get into the philosophical issues now. What does that mean? God changed his mind. He's upset. Hashem knew beforehand. Kasha, not for now. And the next Pasuk says, But Noah found favor. So we have it as separate psukim. And we know from Moshe Rabbeinu, Moshe Rabbeinu made the psukim. The Gemara says, psukim We have to split up the psukim like Moshe Rabbeinu. The prakim have non-Jewish sources, but the psukim are Moshe Rabbeinu. But we've mentioned in the past the tshuva of the Radvaz, where the Radvaz points out, but in the Torah there are no nakudos, and there are no psiks, and there are no stops. Because besides the pshutel shel mikra, there's always additional level of interpretations that are open to us because there are no nakudos. Because if there were nakudos and breaks, then we'd be stuck to understand it in more limited ways. The fact that there are no breaks and there are no vowels, so we could have additional levels of interpretation. And this is one example of that. Right? It says, And the Medrash says, And Hashem was also a little upset at Noach. Right? Don't put a break before the word Venoach. And the question is, if Noach was Matzachin, what's the Medrash trying to tell us? What was Hashem upset about? What was he upset about? Some point out that in the Haftorah, the Mabal is even called uh, the Waters of Noach. So what exactly is the message here? So why was the Aretz, uh, so to speak, punished? And why uh, was Noach... Um, somehow included in the anger of Hashem, but he was saved. So venerally, says the Ksav Sofer, he quotes a medrash that we've, that, uh, that we've quoted in the past also. Noach created tools. Noach was the one to create tools. What does that mean? When Noach was named, they named him Noach. Why? Because they saw He will help us and deal with the ground. Why? They knew somehow that he would be a great inventor and a great developer and he would be able to, to uh, create tools. Right? There was, no, um, there was no way for them to work the land. And... They couldn't, uh, they couldn't dig. Whatever the ground brought up, that's what they got. Right? He doesn't quote it, but the, the mess, the, where this came from, is a medrash with Kasher quotes in the Torah Shlema, that Noah was the first human being with separated digits, with fingers. That up until Noah, they didn't need tools. The ground just produced. So they all had like mittens. All their fingers were connected to each other. Only Noah had separated digits. So that's why when he was born, they knew, oh, he's going to be able to use his fingers. He's going to create tools. He's going to be able to hold things and work the land. That's why they named him when he was a baby, because he was the first one. They realized it wasn't a mutation. It was what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted. And so says the Ksav Sofer, up until Noah, they totally relied on the land without having any involvement. They just had a hope and daven for the best. It was easy to recognize that Hashem is the one that gives them everything. They wouldn't take their own, um, they wouldn't take credit. It was all up to God. If the land gives thorns and thistles, okay, that's what we're eating for supper. Right? If the, whatever the land, the land gives. But once Noah created tools, it was great. It was much easier. But there was a little problem there. What was the problem? All of a sudden, look what I produced. Look how well I, I plowed and I tilled and I sowed. Look, look what I did. 
So yes, it was a great invention and it helped out the world, but it also created a little a little lack of achshash, of a lack of relying on a Kaddish Baruch Hu. They started to do things to help the ground, right? Put out fertilizer. They forgot the rest of the world. Noah didn't, but the rest of the world forgot the focus. And they started focusing on themselves and thinking about how great they were. And they started stealing and they started doing other things. Noach was a tzaddik. Noach did this l'shem shamayim. Avalhu b'chachmaso, shem siklem achresha garam shekachuchu hadarahu upakru b'ashem. Indirectly, he caused the door to move away from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's why he was a little included. Noach. We're not saying maybe Noach should have put up signs. Remember, God is in charge, even if you do some shoveling. I don't know, maybe he didn't realize this would have an effect, but that's why he was included. But he was saved, because you also read at the Pashup shot. But that's why he was included. That's why he was included. So how does this help us? Says the Ksav Sofer, now we know what the ground did. Now we know a little bit why the ground was included. Next page in source number three. And is also, let me just go back for a second. The Ksav Sofer is also about to explain a different shot than when Rashi quotes in the name of Chazal. At the beginning of the parasha, and then later on, just Sadik. What does Rashi say? When Hashem was talking to Noah, he only, he says, less praise. Doesn't want to say you're unbelievable. Sadik. When he's talking about Noah, when he's not there, he says Sadik Tamim. That's why later on, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, Perak Zayin Pasagal, if he just says Sadik, let me read the Rashi. V'lo ne'amor Tzadik Tamim, mikan she'omer miksa shivcha shaladim b'fanav, v'kulo shalom b'fanav. Says the Ksav Sofer another idea. Why it says Sadik Tamim, and then later on says Sadik. Because originally he was a Tzadik Tamim. Perfect. No stains on the record. Once he started getting involved in the world, you know, there, there was a little stain. Not his fault. Not his fault. But there was a little stain. Right? Before he was masakain, after he did it though, he caused it a little bit. So that's why he turned from a tzaddik tamim to a tzaddik. He was a tzaddik. But he wasn't a tummim because indirectly, indirectly his his uh, his actions caused that. But again, he was saved because Hakadosh Baruch Hu wanted him to uh, to continue. Ameyati is varsheitev, and that explains everything. No, Achit Sadik Tamayev Darosav, Hayne B'Darashilaf Neidarze. In his generations, up until now, he was a tzaddik tummim, Beli Paguma, without any stain. Avalacherkach Kishem Siklei Machresha when he was involved. And because of this indirectly, they their their uh, actions became evil. So then, it was a little less, and that's why he just became a a tzaddik. And now he says, and that's why the land itself was involved in causing also, because the ground again the ground is not doesn't have a neshama, but so to speak, even the inanimate object. Had a part in the in the sins of the world, as a not as a punishment, but as a natural result, had to destroy some of it. Line eight. Originally, if the land would have would have done what it was supposed to do, it wouldn't have even gotten to this stage to have kotzvedardar to then require tools in order for them to produce. So because the ground and the land was involved in this um, going away from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that is why it was also, it was also affected. Interesting. Noach, this is true. It was affected. But you know, maybe the message for us is that everything in life, you, know, you could use L'Shem Shemaim and you could also use it you know, to go away from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. There are so many tools. And Noach was involved in the world. 
Right? And he was trying L'shem Shemayim, but sometimes when you're involved in doing good things for Klal Yisrael and for the world, you know, people aren't going to call you perfect. That we mentioned in the past, the thought I heard many years ago, that the, um, the Gemara... The Gemara, the Gemara says in Mesechus uh, Sanhedrin, I think Rabbi Elazar was on his deathbed, and the, all the Talmudim went to visit him, and Rabbi Kiva was there, and Rabbi Kiva was smiling. Kiva was smiling, and everybody else was laughing. He said, why are you smiling? Rabbi Kiva was always smiling. Rabbi Kiva, why are you smiling? Your, your Rebbe is dying. So he says, no, no, limatana Rabbeinu, etzadik ba'aretz, asher yasa tovu lo yechta. He was in suffering, and he calls him a pasuk in Koelos. Ein tzadik ba'aretz, asher yasa tovu lo yechta. That's what he says. Nobody's perfect. Ein tzadik ba'aretz, asher yasa tovu lo yechta. What's he telling his Rebbe? And he doesn't even say, V'hoksiv, he says, Limatona Rabbeinu. Rebbe, you taught us. Ain't Sadiq Ba'aretz. It's in Parachelech. What's the whole shot of that Gemara? So I once heard many years ago, I think I heard it 30 years ago, from my Alan Schwartz, Shlita, in uh, Manhattan. So he says that, he was, no, it's not just quoting a Pasuk. He quotes, Ain't Sadiq Ba'aretz. Asher Yasev Lo Yachto. You could be a Tzadik in, in, in your own home. But if you're involved in the world, and you made an impact in the world, you're not going to be perfect. And he quoted the four people who never sinned, the Gemara in Shabbos and Abba Basra. The four people who never sinned, Yishai, Kilov, Binyamin, Amram. What do those four people have in common? They're all right next to somebody who was the leader of Klai Yisrael. They weren't. Binyamin and Yosef, Amram and Moshe. Kilov was the brother of Shlomo, Yishai and David. What's the message? You can be perfect and stay home. But the leaders were not perfect, but they were the leaders. And Sadiq Ba'arat, that's what Rabbi Kiva was telling his Rebbe. Rebbe, you made a difference in the world. You made a difference in the world. But that's exactly the Ksav Sofer's shot of Noah. Noah made a difference in the world. He made tools. Okay, people misused them. What could he do? And he blamed a little bit for it. Okay? But this is, this is the message that the Ksav Sofer is, is teaching us. Okay. We're going to spend a, a, a little while on this first Pasuk for this year. As we continue with a co- another couple of pshatim on the Pasik and the and the Rashi. First, the words of the Chazonish. Rav Chaim Kanievsky here quotes his uncle, the Chazonish, in source number four. And he deals with the Rashi. The Rashi that there have been volumes written on this Rashi. The first Rashi of Bidorosa. Rashi quotes, Pashtus a Machlokas. Yesh mir abosinu darshimoshavlishvach. There are some of our rabbis that darshan this pasik to the uh, praise of Noah. Kol shekain, surely Right, if he would be in the door of tzaddikim of the righteous, he would even be a greater tzaddik. He was a tzaddik in his generation. If he was a tzaddik in, in, in another generation, he would be even a greater tzaddik. Wow, something great about Noah. The yesh, every word in this Rashi is 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 analyzed by the by the commentators. It doesn't say yesh meiraposenu, just says yesh. The Yesha Darshamosola Gnai. And some uh, interpreted as a negative to Noah. Lafito Rohaya Sadik, the Ilohaya Darshalavramoinashalaklum. In his generation he was great, because nobody else was, was anywhere close to being nice or uh, righteous. But if he would have been with Avram Avinu, wouldn't have been anything. Wouldn't have been anything. That's the Pashup Shah that it's a machlokas. And the question that many Mafarsham ask is, what did this second opinion have against Noah? Like, why would you darshan it like this? It says Sadik Tamim Haya Bidarosov. Like, why do you like 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 go around and like why would you do that? Do we have any other evidence? So that's what many Mefershim deal with. If you look in the time of the crop, Rav Chaim Kanievsky says in the name of the Chazonish, no no no. There's no machlokas in Rashi. It's how you view what the Torah is, the message of what... There's a machlokas about, about the nature of Noah's personality. The two opinions are what the Torah is trying to emphasize here. It's one underlying message. The question is, how? What's the message? The importance of one's surroundings. Give me a, 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 sorry, a Rambam. Deus, Madaf. Um, the importance of one's surroundings. The yesh lomar de lo pligi. There's no machlokas. That's the yisod here. We are influenced by our chevra. We are influenced influenced by our surroundings. Noach was influenced by those around him. Meaning he wasn't he wasn't influenced, but he was so to speak held back to be as as greater as 
as he could have he, as he could have become. Thank you. So even though he was a tzaddik, aval ilu haya b'maisav, ilu haya b'maasav elu b'me Avraham, lo haya nechshav l'klum. You know what the second opinion is saying? If no, if if Noah's actions would have been not Noah, if Noah's actions would have been in the door of Avram Avinu, it would have been nothing because in the door of Avram, somebody like Noah's actions, you know, that's people were on a higher level because of the sviva, because of the Avram Avinu influence. Nothing against Noah, but saying that if these actions would have been in the days of Avraham, it would have been natural Klum because everybody was 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 raised up. He would have been much better also. Right, what's it? What darshan mosolagnai? Darshaning the effect of the sviva that one could have on a person. These actions would have been nothing in the next generation because these actions had to be limited because of what, what his generation was doing. But if they would have been in the next door, it would have been nothing. But Noah himself would have been an even greater sadik, obviously. There's no machlokas here about whether he was a tzaddik. What is it trying to say? What is the emphasis? He was a tzaddik in his generation. If he would have been in Avram's generation, he would have been influenced even more and been even greater. Or is the emphasis of the Pasuk giving us the same message that these actions in Avram's generation would have been next to because everybody would have been raised up. And that's reflective of what the Rambam says in Hilchaz Deos. I didn't give it to you, but the Rambam in the sixth parak of Hilchaz Deos discusses that we are influenced by our surroundings in a very strong way. The Rambam says, Perak Vavalacha Aleph, Derech biryas biryaso shal adam, lios nimshach bideosav ubemasav achareyav v'chaveyrav. It's the nature of a person to be pulled in his opinions and his actions after his chevra. And he acts like it's hard to buck the trend of where we are. That's why we always have to make sure that our um, place of residence and wherever we are, hang out, so to speak, is appropriate. And that's what we have to try to do. We have to try to focus on, um, you know, yes, it says, Havi Gole, right? And the Yavos talks about, uh, we learn, right? There are situations where one goes somewhere in order to bring Torah and to be Mashpia, but in general, one has to make sure that they guard their surroundings. And that's what the Chazonish says in explaining this Rashi. Good. Similar, similar, Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky has a similar idea in source number five, but we're going to focus on the second half of what he says, which is the question that we asked, um, the question that we asked before. And that is, why would anyone darshan it negatively? Yesh Tamua on the bottom right, Lamolam lidrosh l'gnaim ba b'shash she'efsha lidrosh l'shvach. V'tzarech lomar. Right, v'tzarech lomar. Mishum delohaya yachol lahatzilas b'nei dorah. There's a there's something that Chazal or at least certain opinion Chazal looked at, and they recognized there was a problem. And the question is, why was there such a problem? And the question is asked, Noach, right? Why why, why did he build the teva? Remember the Ramban's kasha. The Ramban says, how big was the teva? The, the exact dimensions are given. Says the Ramban, you can't fit six elephants in the teva. You can fit every single. Two of every non-kosher animal. What a, it's, it's impossible. Every type of bird and every type of reptile and every type of large creature and buffalo and cow, it's impossible. So the Ramban says it was an ace. So the Ramban asks, so why, why couldn't you just build a canoe? Right? Why, do, why do you have to build a whole big boat anyway? Right? If it was an ace anyway. So the Ramban says you always have to do your part. Um, one... Um, uh, one answer, or number two, in order to give the generation time to do tshuva. So that's what Chazal say. 120 years. 120 year Musr Shmuz. And he didn't inspire one person. Not one. That's a really low ratio. 
right? Even if, even if, if a rabbi gives drushes for decades, one person, one person again inspire. That's the problem that bothers the Mepharshim and bothered maybe some opinions of Chazal. There must have been something wrong with his tochacha. Right? Years ago, we mentioned the gorgeous thought from Rav Meir Shapiro, where Meir Shapiro wonders on later on in the Parsha, maybe this is in the Sefer, I don't remember, why, why the rainbow? Why was the rainbow chosen as the sign? So the Rav Meir Shapiro says the rainbow was not just a sign, but it was a um, rebuke to Noah. Because Noah says, Rameer Shapiro, it must be, why didn't he succeed? It must be that he gave up. It must be that he did not believe that his generation would be able to come back. See, he was just giving lip service about, yeah, I'm building a teva, you better do tshuva, but his heart wasn't into it. And if a heart, if a teacher or a rebbe or a parent, if they don't believe in the, in the child or the student, the child will see right through that and they won't believe in themselves and they won't be able to do it. Noah thought they were, too, they were too far off, they were too dark. And what does the Kodesh Baruch Hu show? Noah, a rainbow. Out of the darkest, gloomiest sky comes the most beautiful array of colors. You think they're too dark, they're too far. No, 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 never give up on people. That's Rameer Shapira, is the answer to the question. It must be that his heart wasn't into it because he had already given up, and that's the rainbow. Okay. But Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky gives a different answer. On the top left column. He quotes from the Medrash. Right, you empty ones. You're, you're doing over the Zara. What you're you're leaving over the, the Hashem whose voice, whose sound breaks the cedars. He was giving them rebuke about the Zara. The problem was, Avaloyada, this is based on Chazal and Sanhedrin. They weren't doing Avodah Zarah because they really believed in Avodah Zarah. They were doing Avodah Zarah because of an excuse. They said they don't believe. And this, even Ara Yamazet, we have sometimes people that want to do things wrong, but how can I do things wrong if I know God's watching me? So you know what? I'll say I don't believe in God. And then, you know, nobody's watching me. I don't, there's nobody that I believe in that's watching me. It's not really Avodah Zarah, but they use that as an excuse for taifa or for whatever sin that they want to be involved in. And that's what the Gemara says. The Gemara says, He's giving them But that was just the symptom. That wasn't the disease. That wasn't really what they needed tochacha on. They didn't know. It's hard to give proper tochacha. It's hard to figure out where people are at. And the Gemara, I think in Arachin, some of the Amaram says, nobody nowadays knows how to give tochacha. Nobody knows how to take tochacha or give tochacha. It's very, it's a mitzvah isa, but it's a hard one. So says the Emes Lyakov, that was the problem with Noah. And even though, what does that have to do with Noah's righteousness? He just wasn't smart enough. He wasn't wise enough. No, a lack of chachma reflects something. Because if he really wanted la'amita to try to get these back, maybe this connects to what Rabbi Shapiro said, if he really wanted to get to the bottom of things, he would realize after maybe 75 years that maybe I better try something different. This is not working. Let me start talking to them and seeing what the root problem is. And this is a yesod b'avodas Hashem la'amod al-nukuda merkazif al-asum komayan it's very hard. But as parents and as grandparents and as, and as teachers and as adults, when we're talking to people, we're trying to influence others, we have to really re- deep, go, go deep down to what they're, what they're feeling and where they are. And not just on the outside what it appears, but to try to recognize what needs to be brought up, you know, what, where the rebuke has to, has to focus. You know, sometimes a child will just be having a temper tantrum um, and really, and they'll be throwing, they're just starving. They're just starving. You think they're bad and they're mean and they're this, they're doing this and that, and they're coloring, and they're just hungry. And sometimes a parent's the only one that, that knows, but sometimes we have to go underneath to figure out exactly what the problem is. But that's what Yaakov, the message is, in our tochacha, or generalizing in our dealing with people, we have to make sure we do what we can to know exactly what exactly is, is, uh, is called for. Okay.
One more, one more on the first pasuk. But now we're on the second phrase, at least. Um, Se'ela told us, no, again, there's so much. Different years, we do different things. Es ha'elokim is halech noach. Es ha'elokim. And Rashi quotes, Es ha'elokim is halech noach. Uba'avraham hu omer, asher salachti lefanov. By Avram it says, Avram who I says, who I walked in front of. Right? Noach ha'etzorach sa'al l'samcho. Noach had to walk with the Kaddish Baruch He needed help. Avol Avraham... Avram was more independent. You read a lot of Midrashim, you kind of like think a little bit, why is it fair for like Noach and Avraham? Bilam also gets Avraham. But why Noach and Avraham? The Medrash puts them in the same Pasuk. And the Medrash contrasts Avraham davening for Sodom and Noach not davening for his generation. And that's a question the Midrashim ask also. Right? How did Avraham know? So some say maybe it's just Pashup Shat. Hashem came to Avraham and said, I'm going to destroy stone. And Avraham thinks to himself, why is God telling me this? Why is God telling me this? And if you look in the words there, it kind of sounds like Hashem is kind of giving Avraham a Pesach and, and waiting. While here, God doesn't give Noach any Pesach. He says, build a teva. Build a table, the world is being destroyed, you're going to be saved. So maybe Noah thought that there was no opportunity. But the Medrash, and here Yosef Nechemi Kornitzer, gives another idea. The Medrash puts Avram into these two psukim. Holech stakos, he does staka, and dover me sharmi davens for stone. The Efshar Akavana says of Yosef Nechemia, a very, this is a school, we're always looking for schoolos to how to get our tefillos answered. Right? And the answers that, they're always answered, but the answers that we think are litova. Medrash gives us the secret. Kia ovdim bemidas ha chesed, heim yuchlu gamkein betfilasam lo ower chesed. If a person acts with chesed, he could ask Hashem to show chesed. Because if that's what his life is about, that's his midah. His midah is going around focusing on other people and helping others, then he's allowed and it's appropriate for him to ask Hashem. To act like him, so to speak. To, to borrow the uh, phrase. If I, a human being, I am mischased and I do chesed with those who even aren't, um, might not even deserve it. Surely Hashem, you, right? You are the ultimate bal chesed. And that's what he even even explains some of the slichos, some of the controversial slichos that some don't want to say because we're talking to malachim. I'm not getting into the halachic issues now. So he discusses, maybe these aren't talking to the malachim. We're talking about the tzaddikim, who in their lives, in their lives, spent their lives doing chesed. If somebody's not muted on the Zoom, please mute. Different Sadiqim have different midos that they excel in. Right? Rav Shlomo Zalman and Rav Yashiv in our generation were very different gedolim with very different midos. And we need both of them. Says the, says of Yosef Nechemi in that case, uh, the Malachi Rachamim were saying to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Bishchus, these, these leaders who acted with Chesed. Says of Yosef Nechem, you know what the Medrash is telling us? Avram Avinu, who was Holech Stokos, he was the one that was appropriate for him to daven for stone. Those are the two lines in the Medrash, in the beginning of Parshas Vayera. Because that was his Midah. Avram Avinu, Chesed, show compassion on others? Hashem, please show compassion on others. That's not what Noach excelled in. He had different Midos. Avram Avinu, Allah Vashalam, Sheikra, Vodas, Oisab, Chesed, Vitstaka, who are a Libola Geshes, who was Palel, he was appropriate that he went 
to speak to Hashem, Gam al Bilti Agunim Kistom, even on those who were not Hagun. Abraham, he went. Ulam Noach was different Mida. He was Gvura. He wasn't Chesed like Abraham. So therefore, he wasn't going to go Davin for the generation. He saw that wasn't within his purview. It wasn't within. It was within Abraham. And had there been ten Sadiqim in stone, then they would have been saved. There just wasn't. It wasn't enough for Avram to be based on. But that's Esho Elokim, Midas Hadin, his Halech Noach. That's all. How a Gadol B'Yisrael, a great Darshan, Vyosem Nechemia, the last Rav in Krakow, right? How he reads a Pasuk, he sees the word Esho Elokim, his Halech Noach, and he comes up with a whole thesis about the difference between Noach and Avraham, Midas HaChesed, Midas Hadin, um, that is his thought of Noach and Avraham. Okay. Moving right along to another Ramban. So all the animals come. There's no more colorful a Parsha. You know, the projects from school don't get better than Parsha's Noach. Says the Torah. So all the animals come. Perak, Vav, Pasachaf. From the birds, from the animals, from the creepy things, right? They all come. They're all coming to you, Lachios. And then take food, the chulu. So, this is one Pasik. The Ramban is bothered that there are two Psukim. This Pasik, Pasachav, says, they all came, they will come to you as if of their own volition. These animals will come of their own volition. You don't have to trap them, right? They will come. Says the Ramban. You don't have to trap them in mountains. But later on it says, He's told to take from the animals, seven each, from the kosher animals. That's an amazing diet, just to notice. The Rabban says, first here it says that two of them came all by themselves. And when later on, when he's supposed to take the seven of each, it says that he takes them. Right? That's Pasuk Tess, also in the next parak. And then it says that he took them. Okay, I'm not going to find the Pasuk now um, that he, uh, they, he, had to, he had to take them. So, says the Ramban, it depends. The two that came by themselves, not just that, they came by themselves. It was the extra ones. The above two that Noah had to go and take. Why is that? Says the Ramban. Hashem puts into every animal an instinctual re- ability of survival. Nowadays, animals have this instinctual, like, for protection from other animals, they, they, they camouflage themselves, they hide from other animals, they can sense when other animals are coming. Hashem put into them instinctual abilities to protect themselves and the elements to survive. So only two, one male, one female, needed to survive for the animals to continue. And that's why Hashem put it into them an instinctual desire to go to the table. The extra ones were just needed for carbonos. They weren't needed for survival. So those Noah had to take. Those were for Noah to bring a carbon. And that's what Asida Elios Torah Yisrael says Rabbi Frand in the Sefer Power of Avart on this Ramban says Rabbi Frand what is this Ramban telling us? The unbelievable creation of every single animal that HaKadosh Baruch Hu created with instinctual knowledge and abilities to take care of themselves. Look on line 20. Hashem placed instincts into each animal that are necessary for its preservation. 
Fish don't go to school, pardon the pun, but they know how to find the best areas to spawn. Beavers don't take engineering courses, but they know how and where to build dams so they can be safe from predators, such as bears and coyotes. How does each animal know to take care of itself? The answer is Hashem provides it with the instincts it needs to do so. And the Ramban is saying at the time of the Mabal, Hashem gave it special instincts. Hashem only gives the animals instincts that are good for them, not an instinct to be good for a carbon. Right? And that's what we have to recognize. The amazing ability. We just finished uh, today, those who listen to the Navi Shir, and finished Sefer Eov. And the uh, last, some of the prakim at the end of Eov, HaKadosh Baruch Hu finally reveals himself to Eov. Those who haven't gone through the Sefer, I don't want to ruin the surprise. But HaKadosh uh, Baruch Hu finally reveals himself to Eov. And one of the prakim, the third to last parak, Hashem just talks about the animal kingdom. Eov, do you, know, do you understand the animal kingdom? Do you understand how many types of birds there are and the large, and he talks about the Leviathan and the Behemoth and the, talk about everything. You understand how high the eagle flies and where they make their nests and everything HaKadosh Baruch Hu created and gave them the knowledge and the abilities to try to, to, uh, to survive. And that's what we can learn from this Ramban. This Ramban tells us that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Chachmas, Habore, and the Yotzer, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, um, gave them this chachma then, but it's really the message is forever. Rabbi Frank goes on and uh, talks uh, about another message related, but uh, we'll leave that for we'll leave that for now. Okay. Um, what are we going to have time for? There, there is, you know, right now we're going to skip, I put it, please do it, it's, it's, a, it's a nice harifus of the Zera Shimshon. In Source number 10, the Zera Shimshon is the great mafarish from the, from the 18th century in Italy, didn't have any, had one child who predeceased him, and he said, if you learn my Sefer, that's his Zera, Zera Shimshon, and there's a school up for children and for Parnassa and for a lot, but uh, see if the Zera Shimshon will have to do another Zera Shimshon. No time for it right now. I just wanted to, to, to do the Rambam again. The Rambam that we do every couple of years, but it's such a Yisodistic Rambam that I thought we'd do it again in Source 12 and 13. What the Rambam tells us, we know there were six mitzvot that were given to Adam. Noach gets the credit because he got the seventh mitzvah. Sheva mitzvah's b'nei Noach. But only Abram and Hachai was given to Noach. The four other six were given to, given to, um, given to Adam Arisha. And so the Ramam talks about the history of mitzvahs in Hilchas Malachim, Perak Vav, Halacha Aleph. You have it there in front of you. Al Shisha Dvar Mitzvah Adam Arisha, Avod Azara, Birchaz Hashem, Shirchaz Damim, Gili Arayas, Gezel Dinim. Even though they're from and they're even somewhat logical. And then Abraham had Brismila, and he was in Shachris, Yislak Meiser, Mincha, Yaakov, Gid Hanashem, and then Amram had more mitzvos. That's an interesting. The Meshachachma wonders which mitzvos did Amram get in Mitzrayim. We don't have a record of that until we have all the mitzvahs at Har Sinai. But the Rambam in his Pirish Mishnayis in Chul and Andaf Kuf tells us a Yisod Gadol relating to Aver Minhachai and to the other mitzvahs of that time. Aver Minhachai is in this week's parsha. That's why we're talking about this here. Right? We have the Isser of Aver Minhachai in um, in quoted by the Rambam and quoted here the Rambam. We're not going to get back to the details of what the Rambam is commenting on there in Machlokas Tanoim, but the Rambam says, Sim Libcha Lekala Gadol line four, the cloud that's mentioned in the, Mish- in the Mishnah. The Mishnah there in Chulun uses the Lashon, B'Sinai Ne'emar Ela Shenechta Bimkomo. It's talking about Gid Hanoshe. B'Sinai Ne'emar, it was said at Har Sinai, but was written in its place in by Yishlach. What does that mean? Says the Rambam, why do we follow the halacha today? What is the source of halachic authority? The reason that mitzvahs are obligatory upon us. Says the Rambam. Everything we do or don't do today. The reason that we do or don't do something is for one reason. Moshe Rabbeinu at Harsina was told by Hashem to tell us. Not because Hashem told Avram to do bris milah. Why do we do bris milah? Because Hashem told Avram to do bris milah. No, says the Rambam. Why do we daven myriv? Why do we, why do we do Avram 
because Noach was commanded. That's not why we don't eat a limb of a live animal. Why do we do all mitzvahs and not do any averis? Because of Moshe Rabbeinu at Har Sinai. That's the beginning of our halachic history. And to put it into another way to say it, the difference between the history of a mitzvah and the reason a mitzvah is obligatory upon us. The history of a mitzvah might be before Har Sinai. Avram Avinu and uh, Yitzchak and Yaakov and Noach and Adam. But the reason that we have to do the mitzvah is because it was reiterated and stated by HaKadosh Baruch Wad Har Sinai. Dug Mulakach, Ein Anu Ochlem Ever Benachai, the first one. The reason that we don't need Ever Benachai is not because of Noach. Because Moshe told us, that Ever Benachai should remain Aser. That is why we can't eat it. We don't do it because of Avraham. And then the Ramam adds the final punchline. Hello, Tira, Amram. Look at what Chazal say. Taryag mitzvahs. We got 613 on Har Sinai. doesn't say we got 606 with seven from before. Or a few more from before. 613 at Har Sinai. That's when our halachic history started. So there's a difference between the history of a mitzvah and the reason that a mitzvah is obligatory upon us. Just to quote one other source, uh, that the same thought is said by the Maritz Chayis and Brachas, on Dav Chavzayin, and Rav Salvechuk also said it separately. The Rambam here, in the Hilchaz Malachim and Perak Vav, quotes that Avram did Shachris, and Yitzchak did another tefillah in the afternoon, and Yaakov did Mairif. Meaning, we're familiar with the Machlokas, tefillah keneged avos tiknum. Right here. But if you look in Ilchas Tefillah, the Ramam says Keneged Karbanos, right, which is a machlokes in the Gemara, right, in the fourth parak of Bracha. So is it Keneged Avos or is it Keneged Tzmidim? The Ramam quotes both. How do you quote both? Explains Rav Salvechik, explains the Maris Chayis. There's a difference between the history of the mitzvah Tefillah and the reason we have to daven. Here in Hilchas Malachim, the Ramam is talking about the history of the mitzvahs. The history of the mitzvahs, Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov. Why we have to daven? Chazar misakein keneged karbanos. That's this Rambam in Pirush Mishnayos and Daf Kuf, a very big yisod that we have to chazar every couple, every day, every year, but at least every couple of years we have to put it in the parsha year to be able to uh, to appreciate it. Okay, so all the mitzvahs that we learned Shemitah Mitzvah Noach, we do not because of Noach, we do because of Moshe Rabbeinu, even though Noach gets the history credit, but not the obligation credit. Okay, we will stop here, Hashem. We'll continue next time with the first Jew. Was born at the end of this week's parsha, Abraham Avinu.